This guest, Casey Bernard, Nimble Modern Radio, is one of the top conversations I've had. I think, obviously, that podcasting has a very relevant place inside of market research, specifically around storytelling at scale. So distributing, actually producing and then distributing your content so that it can be consumed by your constituents inside of your organization when and where they want is really, really important. It helps educate the, your audience and your constituents prior to uh, coming together as a group and can actually create a major shortcut with getting everybody on the same page and then moving the business forward, empowering the insights. I hope you find a lot of value in this particular interview. Please look her up. She does. A, she has an amazing business that is flourishing and anything we can do to help uh, this particular company as a insights nation be greatly appreciated. Enjoy. Nimble Modern Radio, Breaking Research is the name of the podcast. Casey is the name of the founder and host. It is an honor to have another podcaster on my show. So yeah. thanks so much. Sure. Thanks for having me. We are live at IIEX yeah. uh, here in Austin. Have you been to the show before? I have not. What do you think? It's great. It's my yeah. hometown. So it was really convenient. So you're actually based in Austin. Yeah. Well, this is super easy for you. Yeah. Okay. Got it. How long ago have you been, uh, how, when did you start the business? Um, well, so I was nimble mar market research for a while. Um, I've been on my own since about 2009 uh, as a qualitative moderator. And uh, last year I started thinking about pod, because I have been moonlighting for a couple of years doing a podcast with a friend of mine who has a YouTube channel and we talk about knitting. And um, so that podcast has been successful and I thought, well, how can I incorporate my two jobs basically? So I started thinking, exploring podcasts for marketing research. And so last year I decided to transfer into a podcast production uh, company, I guess we'd say. I mean, it's a big leap. Last year, you, I mean, podcasts are jumping. Mm -hmm. They're growing right now. Right. But I mean, honestly, in this space, there's not a lot of appreciation for the value yes. that they create. Right. The connection that can be made with a listener is remarkable in this format versus right. honestly any other format, YouTube, uh, social media. It's just totally unique yeah. opportunity to connect. And I, my theory, and I'm interested in your your perspective on this is that um, it's because we help occupy the brain during times of monotony. Yeah. So it's like tune in, I'm mowing the lawn. It's like my go-to example, or I'm doing my honeydews or I'm, you know, it's my 51 minutes a day that I commute, whatever it right. is. Right. Right. There's like that voice is in my ear and I kind of look forward to it. Yeah. It's you feel like, like friends. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm taking it from a kind of a different angle because uh, for research part purposes, so many people are asking for just give me like the five minute download or I don't have time to read or I don't want to read another 100 page PowerPoint slide like you're hearing that more and more at conferences. So it was like, well, how can we give that five minute download? But maybe you're on a plane traveling for work or you're commuting into work that day. You don't want to look at the PowerPoint deck. You can listen to the insights and then you can also hear the voices of the people that we interviewed and the real voice of the consumer in your ear. So it's it's allowing you to connect. Um, to those consumers that you're trying to understand. So, yeah, that's interesting. So you're actually, so you're taking like consumer interviews and right. consolidating it and then feeding that in the format of a podcast to the customer, right? To my, to, to the client. So the end client gets instead of a top line report or along with your PowerPoint deck, you're getting a top line podcast. 
or I just recently did a project where we did personas. And so each persona, we did a profile podcast episode for each of those personas. And so it was the story of those people that we talked to with their actual voices. Is it like a, an NPR-esque journalistic um, uh, deliverable or yeah. is it just a, colla a collage of the of the voices it's a it's narrated so it's like here's what we did and here's who we talked to and here's what they liked and then quotes from the people here's what they didn't like quotes from the people and other you know key findings and so it's narrated yeah tell me about your favorite project this one that i just did with this persona project was really fun because it kind of took a little pushing to get the client to do this and then we delivered it instead of on a powerpoint we created a website with password protected and so they were able to have kind of a living breathing place for the podcast to live we added like a media gallery and so there's a downloads that they can put up there and um it's just really came to life and what has been exciting is to see the client go out and present it to the teams internally and they've come up with some creative ways of presenting it so they're going out and doing um, a road show to introduce the personas to people and then they have a banner with a picture of the persona with a qr code and you can click on that and download the podcast so then you're getting to know the persona through the podcast so tell me a little bit about like what do your terms of trade look like for that kind of a deliverable uh, what do you mean by terms of trade? Uh, how much like, does it cost? Oh, <laughs> well, it really depends. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, it's about same as your report cost because instead of doing a PowerPoint deck and doing all the graphics and stuff like that, we're just doing the editing services. So it depends on how much of that we have to do if we're doing it from scratch or if we're doing it as part of a full project. So, so I, my I heard an uh, interview with Annette uh, Volgas, the CTO of Amazon recently. Mm -hmm. And in that interview, he was talking about how Amazon is at the executive level has boycotted or has an embargo on any PowerPoint presentations or any oh, presentations wow. at all. And this has been from the early, early days, right? It's like a sneak peek under the hood. Right. Instead, what they've done is they've replaced it with a six page paper. And so what they'll do is they'll spend the first 20 to 25 minutes of the meeting in total silence, reading the paper, Everybody gets on like educated and on mm -hmm. board with what the thesis is and the rationale. And then they have a productive conversation. Right. And the reason that they do it that way is because in a PowerPoint presentation, it feels interactive. And so the executive, but yet the audience is uninformed. Right. So it, you know, you can be answering that question in three slides, but now you got to answer it. So you see what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. found it very disruptive and, and much more productive and just being quiet for 25 minutes, processing a piece of information, taking yeah. notes and then having a discussion. Yeah. It feels like podcasts could start facilitating that conversation. Exactly. And that's what one of the first podcasts I did for um, another researcher took that same concept because they were going to a workshop. And so they did the research, did the research. We created podcasts for them to listen to before the workshop. So you come in informed and you got to get a sense of the interviews and a sense of what we already talked about, but we're going to go workshop it after this. So Casey, when was your aha moment with respect to the power of podcasts? Um, like for me personally or for, oh gosh, I've been listening for years to This American Life. And then I started saying like, I just, one of the things that you brought up in your presentation that I did in a presentation as well is like, you're, I remember stuff from podcasts so much better than if I read the article and, and it's partly because your brain's forced to kind of create a picture in your mind. Um, so that was an aha moment. But then when I was at QRCA 
two years ago, a friend of mine was like, you should do this for research. And so then I spent that week thinking about all the different ways we can use it. And there's more than just deliverables. You know, I was saying you can use it for your secondary research. There's so many niche podcasts out there. There's a podcast for every like disease condition. And I had an aha moment about that because there's a guy here in Austin who's doing a show on um, friends with deficits. It's friends with rare diseases. And I thought, if I was doing research on this rare condition, it would be really hard to find those people. Well, here's this guy sharing a story on a podcast. So I, I, exploring podcasts for your secondary research is a huge opportunity as well. If you think about your business model, yeah. it's very interesting. Is it is it every project custom or is there some like scalable product that or productization opportunity? That's where I'm kind of trying to figure that out right now since I've only been doing it for a few months. Is um, right now it's been very custom, but I'm trying to scale it and see if it can be a package kind of thing. Insights Nation, if you have an idea on this subject, I know that Casey at Nimble MR would love the opportunity mm -hmm. to interact with you uh, to have at least a conversation. Yep, I think that. You know, I, I keep coming back to the probably the best thing to do is just start, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to try to figure it all out. Mm -hmm. So if I'm an internal brand person or I'm an agency person and I have a deliverable to a customer, tacking on a few thousand dollars for a professionally produced podcast is right. relatively low risk. And it might actually be something that differentiates you for the uh, for the next year to two years until the rest of the market figures it out. Because I promise you, mm -hmm. like, in a lot of ways, I invented online surveys. I, and it sounds like audacious to say that, but it's the, <laughs> it's the fucking truth. I can't help right, it. I'm right. not like bragging about it. It's just the right. truth. And I recognize that in, in 1996, right? And then same thing with mobile surveys. You know, Kristen Luck, Jamie Plunkett, myself brought that to life uh, in 2006. So, I mean, you know, we've been ahead of the curve on a number of different fronts. And I can tell you the truth that podcasts from a consumption of insights consumption perspective is mm -hmm. absolutely the future. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of if you're going to be a laggard on the adoption side, or if you're going to start experimenting now to be one of the early adopters and ultimately partake in what will be the mass consumption of insights in that format. So oh. my, my encouragement to you, Insight Nation, at least have a conversation. Casey, would she's nodding vigorously, would love <laughs> to uh, uh, talk to you about yeah. it. Um, she's, you know, I, again, I kind of like forward look, right? And my, my, my cast there is you're probably looking at five different product products that mm -hmm. are, so to speak, off the shelf with a high level of service associated with each one of them. Because telling a story is actually... So there's two big needs that I hear from every brand interview I've ever done. One of those big needs is storytelling consistently. Mm -hmm. right. right. And and like if you listen to NPR, regardless of your political stance, they do a hell of a good job of collapsing information in a consumable way mm -hmm. that moves you to thought right. or moves you to action. And by you applying those journalistic principles to your insights, you now have the you now increase the size of your lever to move the organization based on those findings, right. which like has an exponential impact on those dollars spent for the brand on that particular answer or the sets of answers. Right. So, I mean, I just can't, I know that's a hard pitch guys, but I'm just telling <laughs> you the truth. I mean, you don't have to do it. Now I tell people this all the time. I'm like, you want to be on the podcast and some of the times they'll look at me like, oh, I'm scared or whatever. And I'm like, I, my question really is, do you want more customers? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the question that I'm asking them. And I right. tell them that. And if they say no, or they're too afraid, I'm like, that's fine. Right. You know, I, I move on. But 
the reality is this is a hell of a good platform for people to be able to engage with their audience and engage with insights. And I, I really hope that people take advantage yeah. of it. Well, thanks. Yeah, you, you're seeing it. What I said, because like NPR even shows that you can do it, not just qualitative, quantitative. There's so many stories there that are based on data. Every story about a poll or any kind of science research has data in it. Totally. So you can make it and you can make it shareable and interview your scientists and your researchers and make it more interesting than a PowerPoint deck. <laughs> yeah, TD Waterhouse, I was talking to her about it and she's like, oh, that's so interesting you're doing a podcast. My CEO consumes about an hour a day of podcasts while he goes on a walk. Right. And I'm like, and then I asked, how many, how much time do you get with the CEO? Right, exactly. Not very much, right? Uh, not very much at all. Right. But now you could be in his ear for 10 minutes a week. Right. What's the value of that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And if he sends that to your team and the whole sales team has to listen to your thing, the sales team's not going to read your 100 point, 100 not page a, or, PowerPoint deck. The, or the, even the one page PowerPoint. Even the email. They're not going to open the email. <laughs> exactly. Right. I had a um, friend of mine. She's in, um, she's the CHRO for a very large hospital chain. And she was trying to figure out how to activate, activate insights and really kind of like put insights in the front of the organization. Mm -hmm. This is like big, you know, thousands and thousands of employees. I forget how many, but massive. And um, she wound up doing a 60 second video that was sent through email. And there was, that was an improvement on, you know, but it was still not all the way there. And again, I think mm -hmm. such another great example of an opportunity to be able to just disseminate information at scale. Right, right. Anyway, cool. all right. Casey, how Thanks. do people get in contact with you? Uh, my website is nimblemr.com. Thanks for being on the Happy Market Research Podcast. Thanks.